Shaking a baby now, shaking a baby. Twist and shout, twist and shout. Mock, 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 baby now. Who is that? That's the Beatles. Oh, that's the Beatles. Get okay. it together. All right. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Melanie. And I'm Diana. And we're two queens in a pod. Cast. And on our podcast, we go to select locations do some research, and let you all fabulous New Yorkers and Queens natives know about it. You're not going to ask me where we're going today? I was just, you just took the words <laughs> right out of my mouth, Mel. Where are we going today? Uh, Forest Hill Stadium, which, yes. happy anniversary, it's the 100th anniversary of the stadium. Ooh, so it was 1923. Wow, you're so good at math. I... I'm really good at math. Yeah. <laughs> it's my miscalling. <laughs> so the stadium, uh, just to jump right into it, it was yeah. built in 1923. So we are celebrating the 100th anniversary of the stadium being built. This so, historic outdoor current music venue. Right. And it was called, it kind of is still called West Side Tennis Club. That was oh. like what was originally built. And there's tennis courts directly behind the stadium. Um, and that was built in like the early, like 1900s, 1910s. The court. So that was built first. And then they built the like horse-shaped stadium yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And as y'all, if you all are... Our avid listeners out there already mm-hmm. know that Mel has brought us through um, a little bit of the Forest Hill Stadium history when we did our U.S. Open episode. But I don't. Do you want to like? Right. Do yeah. A little so brush it was. We can talk about some of the tennis matches that were there, but um, it was originally built to house the U.S. Open tennis matches that is now currently in Flushing Meadow Park. Yeah. So it was. Um, Hell, they built that basically to hold the matches. And then about in like the 1960s, that's when they started introducing um, music to the roster of either big matches or concerts. Um, right. So that was like kind of during the 60s. Yeah, like and on, at first I was confused because I was trying to like match up the information you gave us on US Open. And I was like, wait, I, I, I had a little bit of confusion. But like there was a time where both... The U.S. Open and tennis matches, as well as music concerts, were occurring. Like between right. 1920 and 19 and 1970 was when both tennis matches and music concerts were right. happening. Right. So in 1977 was when the U.S. Open moved to where it is now in Arthur Ashe Stadium and Billy G. Like all Billie of that. Billy G. King. Billy like G. King. Stadium. Like all of that. Well, remember we, we messed this up last time. Yeah. Billy Jean King is the entire tennis everything. Yes. It's Arthur Ashe Stadium is just of, that big stadium that you see from like everywhere. Yes. And then there's also the Louis Armstrong um, arena. Arena as well. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So, so Billy Jean King arenas, is the, but Billie the big Jean, umbrella. Like, like center, I think it's called. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which makes sense. Tennis center, national tennis center. Yeah. Cause we um, needed to know like what the initials were. Right. Right. Yeah. Which makes sense because Billy G King, I, so we highlighted Billy G King a little bit in the U S mm-hmm. open one. And I was like, Oh, she won like the battle of the sexes and this and that. But that was like literally like the smallest little thing she did. Yeah. She was like an amazing tennis player. She won 39 grand slam titles, 39. There's some people who don't even get one. Which I thought was amazing. And 11 of the championships that she won was at Forest Hill Stadium. Wow. 
Like, that's pretty epic. That is pretty epic. She's a beast. This woman's a beast. Yeah. <laughs> she was at um, the game that we went to last year. She was there. Yeah. yeah. She had a little, they had a little, like, picture of her. And yeah. Like, in the stands, you know? Right. I think she we're good. She's she's killing it. Yeah. I'm not mad at her. Yeah. Um, some other monumental tennis stars that made a mark at Forest Hill Stadium also include Arthur Ashe, who we just said. Um, he overcame obstacles of racism and poverty through his amazing skills as a tennis player and he won the first u.s what did i wrote he won the first u.s open at forest hill stadium so i guess the first time they ever had a u.s open in forest hills he won it oh, okay so you're questioning your own questions yeah questions of your notes i wrote a note and it wasn't clear what i wrote in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> so meta and then the last figure I have in tennis history is Althea Gibson. She broke the color barrier by being the first person of color to win a Grand Slam. So even before a dude won a Grand Slam, she won a Grand Slam. A person Slam. of color, you mean. Dude. A human being. She's the first yeah. human being ever. Whether No matter what gender or sex they are, she was the first human being who broke the color barrier oh, okay. by winning a Grand Slam. A glam squad. <laughs> a glam squad? Yeah, a glam squad. Uh, a grand slam at uh, Forest Hill Stadium. Oh. So it gave me a little bit of like Jackie Robinson vibes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Fishes. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of, if, if you ever go on like foresthillstadium.com, they have like a history portion of their website mm-hmm. and they just have like pictures of people and you could kind of hover over their picture and it says like, the re- like the history they have with Forest Hill Stadium. Yeah, it's a great And resource. it's like anybody you could think of. Like literally all the famous greats like Judy Garland, Frank Sinatra, like you said Billie Jean King, like all Arthur Ashe, like all these people are on there and it's just like this place has a crazy history. Like, I know. Literally cr- like insane amount of people have passed through this like rinkety dink stadium like it there's no glitz and glamour to the stadium no have you been there yet i have not been there no i haven't been there either actually mel and i are going to be going there well actually uh, when this well we have went we had a great time it was amazing it was amazing (laughs) let's pretend Um, (laughs) so we're recording on it's friday we're going to a concert actually there tomorrow so we'll probably let you know in our next episode Mm -hmm. but you'll see some some cool vids on our uh insta yeah but just to bring it back to some of the um, outside of tennis, some of the concerts that they had there. So mm-hmm. the Beatles actually played played there, and they have like the a Beatles. funny Beatles story where the Beatles landed. This is like when what was it? What was like the Beatles craze called? Oh, the um, Beatlemania was that Beatlemania? But also something about like something about the UK, like um, oh damn. British invasion. Yeah, 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 something yeah. Like there that. you go. So this is like during that time. Yeah, and they landed in JFK at three a.m. This is like. I don't know who, I guess this is true. I guess we have to take it for what it is. They landed at JFK at 3 a.m. And 12 hours later, they took a helicopter from Manhattan, landed on the tennis courts behind the stadium, and then performed to like 36,000 guests, which is like the most guests that the stadium to this day ever had. Or it's over two days though. So I guess it's like split Right. Right. Okay. Okay. That makes sense because yeah. it said like they had they had a, like thirty one thousand people there. Yeah. Like thirty five. Whatever you said. And when I was looking at just the logistics of Forest Hill Stadium, 
Their capacity is 13,000. So either they right. like jam packed double amount. But it did say it was two nights. So okay, so 15. So they went both. over 2,000 though. Yeah. Each night. So they were they were breaking some fire but you code. Know, yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Because like there's all like it's not seats. So like everything's standing room at this stadium. So like I think you could have like a bench row, but like you don't have seats. Like you're sitting on bleachers or you're uh, standing. Right, so right, right. either one. Uh, but I, I'm going to say something controversial. Uh-oh. I, I don't like the Beatles. I don't love <gasps> them. The Beatles. Why not? I don't like, well, because there's a couple of reasons. One, mm. I don't find their music good. Like, I'm not in love with them. The Ouch. only song I like is, um, here comes the sun. Do, 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 and that's, that's because it's one. in the parent trap. Oh, that's the only reason. That's the only reason. Damn, they should have jam-packed more Beatles songs yeah. in the parent trap. So you'd but I used to date more. somebody who had, like, the Beatles, like, all of their CDs, and that's all he would play all the time. Okay. And I think that's maybe why I'm biased of hating uh, them. Someone damaged you. Yeah. They damaged they you by over-obsessing. They just played them over over-obsessing. and over and over again. It's kind of funny because, you know, my parents are baby boomers, uh-huh. and my dad... Sorry, okay, let me start with my mom. My mom loved the Beatles, still really likes them. You know, she's not she's not playing them every day, but, you know, she loves the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Like, she was one of those girls screaming on the top of her lungs, like, forever. Um, and and then on the flip side, my dad didn't like the Beatles and is a huge Bob Dylan fan. And he has a little bit of a staple here in Forest Hill Stadium. But going back to the Beatles... Your dad um, has a staple? No, Bob Dylan. Oh, okay. Glad you got, like, my dad performed <laughs> yeah. there. Tom... <laughs> Tommy, he went up there, he did his thing. <laughs> he doesn't even play an instrument. <laughs> he just talked, he liked yeah. the jokes. <laughs> he was like, hey, what's up? I'm from Brooklyn. What are you doing? Um, yeah, no, so the so the Beatles, like, they were people were literally obsessed with them, and I think that's yeah. why they had to be like helicoptered well, like, and they, over. I know you don't want to hear this, but Taylor Swift, remember they were they were catching the rain and selling the rain from her concerts. Oh no. Kind of seems mean, just as crazy. Listen. Listen, <laughs> I'm listening. People love their musicians. What are you gonna do? Yeah, like, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not mad about it. But um, the Beatles are. I don't know. I like. I, I appreciate them. I'm not like. Ah, I hate them. Like I'm not, I'm like not saying that they're that they shouldn't exist or anything. Like they're right. good for you doing your music. I just w- would not. I would not choose. You rather to, like, listen, listen to, to Taylor Beatles. Swift than the Beatles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that, you're right. That's pretty controversial. <laughs> But to throw, just throw a couple more facts about the Beatles concert was that um, Stevie Wonder opened for them, yes. which I thought was really right. cool. And then also, you know, highlighting the hype and how much like obsession people were. Uh, sorry, how much obsession there was surrounding the Beatles. There was an eight foot fence built in front of the stage to keep screaming teeny boppers from like rushing the stage. Because we didn't get to this in the Shea Stadium episode, but like people would ransack like they would they would fight barriers to get close to the Beatles like that's how crazy it was mm-hmm. you know and so um it was reported that the teeny boppers the kids who came to watch them didn't stop yelling for a straight 63 minutes straight 63 63 minutes, minutes. like there was non-stop yelling like they weren't even singing you know how people like sing along at concerts yeah there's just, just like absolute yelling wow I don't know what I, I... I don't do anything for 63 minutes. It seems too long. Yeah. Well, speaking of teeny boppers, so here's like another um, thing that happened 
was so the monkeys who are also from Britain, right? They're kind this of like the, the fake Beatles. They're the fake Beatles. Hey, okay, so the fake the monkeys. Beatles monkeys. Yeah. Um, Jimi Hendrix randomly was opening for the monkeys, and it was like very weird, like. But they were excited about it. The monkeys were excited about it, but nobody else was. So like, it didn't you had match, these teeny yeah. boppers like who were obsessed. It's with like the monkeys. DMX opening up for the Insane. It's like yeah. a different vibe. Yeah. They're just two different vibes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you had like all these girls who just wanted the monkeys to play, and you had Jimi Hendrix like riffing on his guitar, yeah. and they were just like booing him, and he like flipped them off and like. Di- like literally left the entire tour and everything yeah he just flipped on the bird he's like but it's like can you imagine like Jimi hendrix playing the guitar and like being like get off the stage like how is that that's insane it's insanity but yeah. like i think it just shows like there's little kids who just don't know any right. better like imagine you're a little kid being like yeah i booed Jimi hendrix off the stage i'd be like how do you live with yourself right right <laughs> but fun fact about Jimi hendrix did you know that he was part of the 101st airborne battalion he was training with the u.s army to be in um the vietnam war but during a a practice like during a what do you call a rehearsal not a rehearsal like a training training (laughs) training Uh during a training he he fell on his ankle and like really hurt his ankle and got like an honorable discharge and then that's when he's continued to like focus on his music career yeah man the places that that you go. I know, right? Yeah. You think you're somewhere, you think you're on a track, and then... Yeah, so everybody out there, if you twist your ankle, you might have a different life. If you're feeling like a rolling stone, <laughs> you might find a path. Which actually brings me to Bob Bob Dylan. Okay, make it quick. Okay, I'll try. This is going to be hard. This is going to be really hard. So I don't know if y'all know. I have like random like music obsessions with people you would never guess. I'm, like, a huge Bob Dylan fan. You've mentioned this before. Oh, I did. Yeah, when was that? You mentioned it on the U.S. Open when we talked about stadiums, yeah. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Here I go repeating myself. Yeah. But anyways, um, in 1965, Bob Dylan performed at the Newport Folk Festival. So up until this point, he was known strictly as a folk artist. He only did folk music. And then, every, and then he went electric. So the first half of his concert... He played um, acoustics, you know, like times they are changing, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then he would flip the script and brought, brought the Hawks out with him and he started playing electric. And his fans over at this folk festival in Newport just started booing him. And they were just like completely not with it. Like, you're messing up right. the sound, yeah. bro. We don't appreciate you, right? <laughs> then the second time he did the same thing was at Forest Hill Stadium. And people took to it. Or they no, still booed him. There were still booers. So Man, like there's a mixed crowd. There was oh. a mixed crowd. So like all the all the folk music people were booing, but all the rockers or people who just appreciate Bob Dylan were like, bro, just like he told you the times they were changing. Like, what yeah. are you gonna do, man? <laughs> he he warned you. And I brought up with my dad, and my dad's like, Yeah, I remember back in sixty-five. And I was like, when you were like thirteen years old, he's like, Yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> oh my god. He was like kid he was known in his neighborhood as Dylan. Your dad was named as Dylan? Because yeah. he liked him so much. Okay, exactly. So people called him Dylan. They didn't even yeah. call him by his name. They called him Dylan. And so like one day he's like, yeah, I remember these kids running down the block and being like, yo, Dylan's gone electric. How do you feel? And my dad's like, it's cool. Like, it's all good. Okay. Whatever Dylan he's does. Accepting. Yeah, he okay. was not a booer. Right. He was all about Dylan, you know? You know who also changes her music a lot? Taylor Swift. She had a country album, then she went punk. <laughs> 
my god. What is the world coming to that all roads lead to Taylor Swift? I'm out? kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, so are are you? Wait, do you have more Dylan stuff? Um, no, that's all I got. Okay. I love Dylan. Okay, so after the U.S. Open moved in 1977, mm-hmm. um, things got really dark in the news about Forest Hills. They were like, "This is the last day at Forest Hills." Um, like. They also said, really? like, yeah, they said Forest Hills sits in the shadow of the <gasps> World's Fairground. The stadium will become a ghost town. And it did. It actually did become a ghost town. So They stopped even having music events there? So they kept having music. They, st- they still had tennis stuff, too. That's uh-huh. not the U.S. Open. Gotcha. And they had occasional concerts. But they really weren't upkeeping the stadium. So the last performer was in 1997. So it pretty much held around for 20 years of just... Random concerts and um, and random tennis matches, but nothing right. else other but than that. But the clout diminished because of exactly. the U.S. Open getting... So then, about in 2011, the stadium was like a crumbling ruin. Then even the New York City Landmark Preservation Commission denied them landmark status because it was just like... They were like, what's the point of this? You didn't get it together. They it's didn't get clean. it together. <laughs> and... You know, it could have it could have got knocked down and become luxury apartments. Like Forest Hills is a very established Affluent. neighborhood yeah. in in Queens, right? Um, but especially like the quote unquote gardens of is Forest right Hills. there too. Yeah, yeah. It's like so really it's a very nice neighborhood. People. Yeah. Um, and there was this two people, Mike Luba and John McMillan, and they were like kind of like promoters, and they saw like the potential of the stadium had, so they kind of reached out about fixing it up, and they did. And they kind of were like, oh, we need a big opening act to like re like rejuvenate, rejuvenate, rejuvenate. There you go. (laughs) Rejuvenate the stadium. So they in 2013, the first opening performance was by Mumford and Sons, which you you obviously know that. um, that Everyone listens to them at St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, Yeah. That song. Wait, Deny I don't know my idea. Yes, dear mind. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they like killed it. Like it was so successful. Um, everyone like loved it. Like they, it was like really great. Yeah. And they did like like small changes. Like they only did like um, repainted things and like started cleaning everything out. Like, like the bare bones it wasn't thing. like a re- like a one million dollar renovation where they like gotcha. went in. They like just did the bare minimum. Some tidying to, like, up. Make it up exactly. Yeah. And it was funny because they said when they were, like, tidying it up, they found all of this, like, random memorabilia. Because it's, like, people literally just left things there. Like, they, wow. you know, like, it's not like they knew what the last day was there. So, right. like, they had, like, tennis rackets from, like, the 40s. and Something they had, like, that, like, Arthur Ashe yeah. touched, probably. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, so like, I, I think about that. I'm like, this could have, this could have been, like, the Beatles handkerchief on the floor, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> George Harrison's snot is yeah, in yeah. here. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> you never know. So basically, <laughs> since then, so that was 2013, so 10 years later, they did a lot of renovations. So they changed the bathrooms, um, the handrails, they painted, and now it's kind of like a more of a, like a, it's not like a typical like MSG or Yankee Stadium, but it's like more like hipsterish. It's like they have like these suites that have all the memorabilia from like oh, okay. the, that they Almost found. Almost like a museum, like a little yeah. Archive. That's cool. apparently like there's like speakeasy suites that you go through like a porta potty to get to one of them, like oh, vintage man. signs. So you could like get one of those suites for you and your friends there. <laughs> so if I go into a porta potty tomorrow and it I never come back, you know yeah, why. It might be <laughs> 
Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so like a lot of cool things like that. Like there's a hidden bar underneath the state, like the stands where it used to be like the crew would hang out there, like during, like back in the day, not now, but like the crew would hang out there or like the singers before they went on and like have a drink. And then they turn that into a bar now. Okay. So like all these like little places have like such big history in the stadium are still there. Right. No, that's awesome. I mean, when you brought up 2011, that kind of like rang a bell in my head because again I've never been there but I've Mm -hmm. been around there while a concert was happening so like a really good friend of mine and um lives in Forest Hills and so like we were walking around and all of a sudden we're I'm hearing Carlos Santana and I'm like wait what Uh so even though I'm not seeing it like the neighborhood and the area around the um the arena around the stadium can hear the music that's happening at any given time whenever a concert's oh, that's going pretty cool. on. Yeah, it is pretty cool because, like, it's been designed. I, I feel like I very much remember somebody going to the Mumford & Sons concert in 2013 and it was – and them saying, like, oh, we're going to the Forest Hills Stadium. And I'm like, there's a stadium in Forest <laughs> Hills because we used to hang out in Forest Hills a lot when yeah. we were in high school Yeah, because there was, like, this – movie theater that we would always go to and like yeah tj friday used to used to underage give underage drinks to us so like we would <laughs> hang out there um but i like was like i don't remember there ever being a music venue there it's like in the cut like it's a long but it also it. wasn't being used you're back right. in the 2000s it's right yeah it's like once it only we graduated opened in 2013 college. Yeah. even after college like, well 2011 like you said yeah, yeah like after college was yeah like maybe. i I, re- I really remember being like oh this is like a new place to be like this venue right i think for a minute i thought it was new like they just built it me too me too but it was really abandoned and then revamped 100 i did too yeah my cousin once invited me to go see a nas concert there and i regret it because it's like what gets more queens than a nas concert at forest hill stadium apparently they have a huge lineup this year to celebrate like the 10 year anniversary of them reopening their doors nice and they have like a a couple cool people like we're going to see um two friends they're like a dj group yeah so we're two queens seeing two friends Ooh, and we're two friends friends. (laughs) look at that it was just the stars are aligning girl yeah it's meant to be (laughs) so yeah like i'm excited to go and see it it sounds like a really interesting venue yeah um you know just like some final touches Ooh, wait did you hear about the safe no damn you know all like the secret info (laughs) the speakeasies the safe tell me so apparently there is this like big locked safe that they found in the stadium from like they don't even know how old it is, right? Okay. They just know it hasn't been open since, like, the 70s, it, even if it might be past then, right? Right. And they kept it closed, and this year they're opening it for the 100th anniversary to see what's inside. And there was, like, a whole hashtag on Instagram of, like, what do you think's in, like, the Forest Hill Stadium safe? Yeah. What do you think's in it? I don't know. Like, nothing, probably. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> like, just nothing. That is, like, just, like, empty cases of beer. Like... <laughs> I mean, but I want to keep. I want to keep updated. I want to. Does anyone know if they opened it? I tried to find it. I couldn't find anything that if they opened it or not. Well, like you know, they always come up with like new bills. Yeah. Even if they're the older bills, like will they be like worth anything? Like oh, like money money bills. Yeah, like money. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think. Okay, so even if it's like an old school. But yeah, sorry to cut you off. What's your what's your no no? You're good. I just have random things to say. Some random little facts about it. It was designed um, to have optimal acoustics. There's no obstructed views. You'll never be blocked by a pole or anything. Mm-hmm. All shows are rain or shine. 
Yes, I do so, know that because there's a lot of shows that are rained out and they always like just it's are like just bring an umbrella, friends. Like, somebody just out. played there. Oh, Dave Matthews, and it poured. And I know somebody who went, and they said it was amazing. Though. It still was fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's no re-entry permitted, so if you leave, you leave. You can't go back in. Also, <laughs> like isn't that everywhere? <laughs> pretty much. I just throw it out there. Okay. <laughs> These are frequently asked questions. I'm giving uh-huh. you the answers, people. Uh, small bags only. Parking. Not available, no smoking or vaping, and it's cash-free, so opposite of the Queen's Market. Oh, no cash. Yeah, cash-free like City Field. Nice. You gotta bring, okay. gotta bring that debit card. <laughs> gotta be ready to swipe or tap. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I, I just felt like we should know that stuff. Yeah. Not that we carry around cash anyways. But yeah. That's well, you know, you, do you still have the $200 from the Queen's Market? <laughs> I've spent that. Burning a, a hole in your pocket? <laughs> I've spent that since. Okay. <laughs> you know, you got some coffees, things uh, add up. What are you going to do? Anyway. But yeah, I just think it's, you know, the more we do research, the more you're seeing all these like interconnected things, you know, like past episodes are connecting to things we're learning on this. We're learning more about things every day. You got to love it. You got to love. Love to learn. Love to learn. Love to learn. You got to love to learn. <laughs> you want to bring us out with a song? Uh, sure. The answer, my friend. Do you want to do Beatles? in the wind. Oh, I could do a little Here remix. Here comes the sun. them, baby. Shaking them, baby. So you're singing, shaking baby. I'm singing up. Here yeah. comes the sun. Foxy okay. lady. All right. Now this is too much. <laughs> I was trying to do a mix. <laughs> Or should you like row, row, row your boat? <laughs> All right, I'm good. I'm done with this. All right, we out, friends. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye.